the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. And you made known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And basically I'm going to talk about, you know, how to become people of his presence. And what I find really amazing is, first of all, is there another microphone that this stupid thing? <laughs> first of all, we really have song, Oh, test and see that the Lord is good, yeah? Yeah. And then, then we had the word by Rob who said, Come with confidence to the throne of grace. Mm-hmm. That's a good sentence, isn't it? Then we had the word by. Just blank. What's your name? What's your name? Paul. So Paul, who basically just talk about being, you know. In his delight, and we are always happy when we are in his presence. We are the most happy. So basically, fine, that's done. I can go now. <laughs> that's basically what I'm going to talk about. So let's let's just look at that. So first of all, what is his presence? And what I found really amazing when when I started to look at this topic is, do you know that in Hebrew there is no word for his presence? It's actually his face. When we talk about the presence of God, it's actually his face. So when you look at the psalm, you have a lot of um, words or verses that go this way. Lift up the light of your face. Yeah? Make your face shine on me. Okay? Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. It's always talking about faces. Our faces... And God's face. You know? And so when we say, okay, what does it mean to be in His presence, to encounter God, whether it is in praying, whether it is in worship, whether it is that you're doing something like having a shower and God speak to you, well, it's actually being face to face with Him. It's actually getting to know Him in a personal way. Okay, so being in his presence is not just a, it's not a fuzzy feeling. It's actually getting to know him face to face. It's like an intimate relationship with him. Okay? Now, how to become people of his presence? I think really the first thing, you could change the slide. The first thing is really to be convinced that God is always good and always willing to meet us. Because if you don't start there, you, you, you're going to be really struggling to come to God. And God is always good. Like in James 1, 17, it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation of shadow due to change. Basically, God is always the same. And he's always good. And he always brings life. Always. 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 That's the foundation of why we can come to God. He is always good. You see, from Genesis to Revelation, if you look at the story in the Bible, it's the story of a perfect good father trying to bring his children home. So it's what it is. Could you imagine that in the garden, you know, in the garden, 
God was walking with Adam in the cool of the evening. That's what it says in Genesis. So basically, he had a close relationship with Adam. He was walking with Adam in the cool of the evening. And then sin arrived. And when sin arrived, that relationship was dis- that, that was basically, there was a disconnection. That relationship was broken. And then, if you read the Bible, it's basically God pursuing, pursuing us, pursuing the children of Israel, pursuing us, wanted to bring us home. Wanted to be a very, very good father to us. So, the old story of the Bible is really a good father who wants to reconnect with his sons and daughter. So, he's very, very good and he wants to connect with you. He wants to connect with you. That's what we can read, oh, test and see, the Lord is good. Test, come and test, the invitation is here, he's inviting you. He's always ready to meet you, always ready. He's all heart. You know, the old story of the old Bible is about you, him wanting to connect to you. Amen. That's the old story. So the real question is, do we want to test? Are we ready to test? Because honestly, God won't be more ready to meet you tomorrow than he is today. He won't be more ready tomorrow than he is today. He wants to meet you today. And the thing is, he's already accomplished everything yesterday for us being, to be able to meet him today. Because yesterday is already sang his song, so he can be the mediator between you know, us and God. So it's just amazing that we can come, we can come to him and really test how he's good. Now, you, do, you know, a lot of time, what the wrong thing we think about God are actually the biggest barrier for us to come into his presence. Yes? Think about that. The wrong thing that we think about God is actually the biggest barrier, the barrier between us and God. Okay? I've got a confession to make. For most of my life, I would say for at least 20 years of my life, I thought God was like this. So he kind of like was looking over me with a bit of a hammer to say, Yeah, you, you insignificant little lad over there, you stink and I have no interest in you. And be aware, I'm watching you. And you're bound to step out of line. And basically, if you step out of line, I will be just putting you back into line. Honestly, my conception of God was such of, you know, in French we say le père fouettard. Have you heard that? In, in English, we say father weeper. You know, the, the one full of Santa Claus and basically punish the naughty children and say, you won't have a gift at Christmas because you're naughty. Yes? I thought, I thought God was like that. I thought that God was more interested in my behavior than a relationship with me. I thought all he wanted to, 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 for me, he wanted, for me was that actually I would be a very good girl, that I follow the rules, and that I would basically enter the really nice, neat Christian mold, which I hated, by the way, so that was difficult. Okay, so really, it was a bit of a struggle, and as well, in one sense, when you see God like that, you think, oh my God, is a little bit scary. So you're not really prepared to connect to him. Okay? 
Uh, and to be honest, my worship time with God was very strange then because I'd come to God, I would try to enter in His presence, and I would be. Uh, there was always a limit to how much I could encounter Him because, unconsciously, really, God was not safe. He was not safe at all. Because what I'm waiting is Him to whack me on the ears because I've done something wrong. Yeah? So, can you see how what you think about God can really affect, you know, you inter- entering his presence? And fear, fear is really a huge obstacle. Okay? So, that's, that's really uh, important to think about that. So, guys, how can we connect to Father God? How can we connect to Father God? I would say, for me, the first key to connect to Father God was really to experience his love. It was really to experience his love. And it's not a surprise, because in the Bible it says that his perfect love casts out fear. Okay? So when we experience the love of God, what happens is our hearts become connected. Yes? You, I used to be disconnected. I experienced God's love then I know I'm connected. I know he loves me. It's a very, very different situation to be in. You see, it's possible to believe that God so loved the world that he gave his only son and still not believe that God so loved me that he wants a relationship with me. It's a very different thing. Can you, can you see it? Yeah? You see, God loves you. Not just to rescue you from hell. He loves you because he wants a relationship with you. He wants you to be his sons and daughter. Yeah? Not only he rescues you, but he adopts you. He clothes you with righteousness. Okay, he calls you his son and daughter. You could read in 2 Corinthians 6 and 18, you know, I will be your father, you will be my sons and daughter. That's the relationship that he wants with us. You see, love is what connects us to Father. It's, it's what really connects us intimately. You probably have noticed in this church, we, we sing a lot about God's love. You know, one day somebody said to me, you know, what's up with all this song about love? I mean, why are you singing so much about love? Because you can know about God... But you can know God. That's a very different thing, isn't it? If you know that you are loved by God, and you love Him in return, and you have an ongoing relationship with Him, then it's, it's, it's an experience you know really of Him. And not just about Him, random facts. Yeah? Now the second thing, experience His love first. Second thing is really to start to believe that we are His sons and daughter. And start to behave like, like we are sons and daughters. That's a real challenge sometimes. And honestly, in that, there is layers upon layers of revelation of what it means to be sons and daughters. Okay? Personally, when I experienced the love of God the first time around, uh, I said, oh, right, nice, very nice. Thank you, Jesus, you love me, this is great. And do you know what I did after that? I went back to work. Yeah, I would just say, okay, great, you love me, I'm going to work for you. And basically, I was still having so many lies in my head. 
And the lines in my head will go a little bit like that. Josh, you can go to the next slide. Okay, so I did believe that it was good, okay? But it was a little bit like that. I am the good master, and you belong to me, like you. So do as you're told. I'm definitely not interested in your own dreams. Make sure that you are working hard, because I'm expecting lots of fruits and returns for what I've invested in you, because really, I get so much. Don't you dare express your opinions and idea that really the only way is my way, so whatever we think that is. Honestly, that's what I did for the next 15, 20 years then. I just say, okay, he loves me, okay, that's great. But then I say, okay, I better, better work. So basically, I became a servant, a good servant. Very much like the older brother in Luke 15. Although I had inherited everything, I just didn't realize it. And all I was like, Father, just tell me what to do, I will do it. Tell me what to do, you know, and just go to work and work really, really hard. And as well, I have this mentality of, oh, there's not enough resources, you know, for everyone, so I'm in competition with everyone, and I have to show how, how good servant I am. What a good servant. And if everybody would be blessed and I'm not blessed, I would go, oh, that's not fair. God, I've done all of this, and you're not blessing me. How unfair is that? Because I have this mentality, it's after my work, so I'm just trying to earn something. So, so, so hard. Okay? And, and honestly, sometimes we can still slip back in that. I have sometimes. We just say, oh, oh, for God, he's good. He loves me, I don't need to prove anything. It's so, so challenging to think the right thing about God. Okay? Let me tell you a little bit of a story. Okay. My mom and dad, they have this amazing larder. Do you know what is a larder? It's a walking wardrobe for food. <laughs> yes, so instead of having shirts, socks, pants, whatever, you get, um, you get, uh, oh, there's the preserved, and there's the amazing food here, there's the can. But anyway, they've got a walking wardrobe for food. They do have that. And so when I go home, I mean, it's in France, of course, you know. So when I go home, uh, I say, hello, and I'm in the larder. <laughs> Honestly, there's like, maybe there's a two-minute gap between the two. <laughs> but it's kind of like, hello, mom, hello, dad, and vroom, I'm in the larder. And I'm looking, I say, ooh, this is good. Mom is planning to cook this. Fantastic, that's my favorite. Oh, I need to remind her to make sure she cooks that because I really love that. And I just basically look at that and say, oh my gosh, they're doing this new chocolate. I've never seen that in England. And I'm just basically going through the larder. It's got amazing things, yeah? And it's such a great experience, honestly. And honestly, what is really amazing is, so my mom would definitely cook the thing I really like, but if she didn't have the time or something happened and she didn't quite do it, at the end of my stay, I would go back to the laughter and say, Oh, Mom, we didn't have the opportunity to do this. And Mom would say, Ah, oh, just take it. Just take it to England. You know, we'll do it. That's fine. You can cook it by yourself. And she said, Oh, and by the way, take this as well. And then she would grab random thing and I would end up having two bags, you know, including wine, which is always nice. And, you know, and my dad would just come up with a cane. And honestly, it's, it's the honest truth. He'd say, Oh, I've had this little port and we haven't drunk it. Just, just take it. So I say, oh, thank you, Dad. It's really great. Now, if you come to my house, would you agree that you probably never see the larder? Yeah. 
although now I've told you about it, maybe you could ask to see the larder. But honestly, you would never see the larder. You would not know about the larder. And certainly you wouldn't feel free to ask for things in the larder. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I'm the daughter of the house, I have complete access to the larder. Mm-hmm. Yes? That means pretty much everything my mom and dad have. I mean, I do ask permission, okay? But pretty much what they have, you know, I kind of can have. Yes? Okay? I have complete access. Not only I have complete access, but I can really enjoy it. And sometimes, they even give me things I didn't ask for. Yeah? That's how good Father God is. That's how good Father God is. It's not a relationship where you go, you're not interested in me, I just have to work for you. No, we have access to his resources. We have promises in heaven. We can come and enjoy his resources. There is a partnership as well. You know, there's a dialogue. Say, oh, when are you going to cook that? Oh, yeah, can I, I'm not going to that. Oh, you know. It reminds me one day as well when I uh, went down to my um, father's garage and he had store a piece of furniture for whatever reason, the, pin, the piece of furniture didn't work in the house, so he put it in the garage, and it was full of random stuff, like garagey stuff. And I came down, I went, oh, Dad, do you, you use that for, for storing that? What show me such a beautiful piece of furniture? He said to me, he said, what do you want? I said, well, yeah. And the next time he came over to England, he came with a piece of furniture, who is now proudly uh, sitting in our kitchen. And here it was. So, you know, Father God is like that. Sometimes you didn't even thought of something, but say, oh, you, you want it? Just have it. Just have it. You know, he's generous. He's good. He wants to connect with you. He wants to give you good things. Okay? Now, like I was saying, there's layers and layers. We realize he loves us. We realize we're not servant. We, we're sons and daughters. We start to behave like him. That means we're not afraid to go to him. We, we, we know he loves us in every detail. Even recently, I had a more greater revelation. I had a greater revelation on what it means that God loves me in every detail. You know, he loves my dreams. He, he, wants, to, he wants to bless me. You know, that there's layers and layers of things. I remember three, three years ago, uh, we went to Bethel. And if you've been to Bethel, Ready, California, you would know. The town is not really interesting. The church is brilliant, but the town, is, there's not much in the town, really. So, um, so we, we, we walking around Bethel, Jamie and I. So it was just a little bit of the free time we had. And we see the old theatre, we say, oh, we, we better have a look, you know, what, what, what there is at the old theatre. We go at the old theatre, and my, my jaw just drop. I'm like, what? My favourite songwriter-singer was playing in Reading, California, Ricky Lee Jones, for those who know. 1979, Chucking Love, I could sing a little bit if you want. <laughs> but anyway, um, yes, like that. Whoa, what a good songwriter. Um, and basically, uh, I'm just like, what? What's going on? And I'm, I'm looking and I'm thinking, Ricky Jolly concert, Saturday night, the date, and it turns out it was our only evening free, okay? The price we are amazing, I thought, and as we go going around uh, later, she was, uh, she was coming out of the bus, you know, behind the theatre. 
And I'm like, I'm dreaming a lot. So we just Googled it and basically it turned out that Rick Legion, who has no connection with Raiding California whatsoever, was doing a kind of an international tour going like this, Reading, Paris, Barcelona. I'm like, what? Reading, Paris, Barcelona? I mean, that doesn't make any sense, does it? And so I said, thank you, Father, just for me. We're killing Tom's wedding when I'm playing water. It was amazing. I was like, I cannot believe it. So you see, in every detail, we, we, we learning that God is so full of, you know, favor and blessing, even in things that apparently don't matter. For him, it does matter to please us. Yeah? I could say a lot more about that, but I will skip. <laughs> now, the key about entering his presence is to nurture and keep that connection. Connect with him and keep that connection. You know, what happens when we sin or when we make a mistake? If we full of fear about Father, we run away. We hide. We think, oh, he's got to come with a hammer. He doesn't love me anymore. Yes? We hide. But when we know who we are in God and in, we know He loves us, then, then we know we can come to Him. We can keep the connection. We can, with confidence, approach the throne of Christ. It's so, we God, just mess that one up. Yeah? In Jeremiah 32, verse 34, it's actually the only passage in the Old Testament that explains the new covenant. And it says, he forgives us and remember our sins no more. He has written the law on our hearts. To so see the connection inside. No longer we will teach about knowing the Lord. We will know Him. Can you see the difference? Not, we won't be taught, you know, from something outside us how to know the Lord. We will know Him. It is not a surprise that when you go to the New Testament, the only to commandment, because people ask Jesus, what are the commandments? So he kind of before he was a bit forced to say, anyway, okay, that's true. So the only two commandments is love your God, yeah, and then love your neighbors like yourself. It's about love. It's about the connection. It's about knowing who we are in Him and keeping that connection, making every every effort that we are connected to Him. Again, life might want to disconnect us, but we go back to him. And we say, no, we want to be connected to you. Now, I would like to ask you a question. How is the experience of worship for you in general? Because you see, the experience of worship sometimes is a good indicator on how you feel about God. How deep can you go in his presence? How does that feel? Okay, and the question is, how close you want to be to, from to Father? How close you want to be? Yeah. So, is it okay if we're taking a little break, and I will finish the talking in a second? But it would it, would it be okay to stand up and do a little bit of dealing with Father God? What do you think about that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Move these little legs. Stand up. <laughs> can put my next uh, slide, Josh. That would be perfect. Okay, so just close your eyes, and I'm going to pray. I just want you, there's something that I said about the lies I believed about God. If that's something, if there's something that resounded with you, 
just start to think about that. What are the lies that you um, thinking about God? Holy Spirit, we just pray that you will come right now. Just reveal to people what are the lies that they believe about Father God. Whether it is that God is a punisher, whether it is that he's interested in only your good behavior or hard work. Yeah, just show them, show them for them personally what they're thinking. Alright, when you're ready, just want to say something like, Father, I am sorry, I have seen you. And then in your head, or aloud, it's up to you, just say it, yeah? Say, Father, I am sorry, I've seen you as, and just say whatever God has shown to you. the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, show me how Father God is towards me. Give me a new revelation. Ask it. We're going to declare together. Okay, you ready? We're going to do that last declaration together. One, two, three. I declare that you are good, you love me, I am your child, and you are forever delighted to spend time with me. I have free access to you, I can freely be in your presence night and day. Amen. You can sit. So what happened in his presence? What happened in his presence? Well, we get to meet him face to face. And basically, like the verses uh, talked about, we get a path of life, there's fullness of joy, and there's pleasure forevermore. And honestly, it's really hard to put that into her, uh, words. You really have to experience that. So I tried, for you visual learners, that's going to be good for you, I tried to put what I feel when I am in the presence of God into images. And it looks like this. Ta-da! You can have a look. Yeah, it's a bit bizarre, isn't it? But that's how I feel when I am in the presence of God. I feel that I am a child, but at the same time, I'm quite empowered and free. And there's a freedom to run and partner with Him, and He's always a table full of delight. I can see clearly the future of the presence of God invading the cities. I feel safe. I sometimes play. Um, that's how I feel. And this is, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying Jesus looks like that, but that's how I feel it looks like. Yes? That's the best I could kind of try to convey. You know, it's fun. It's fun. And I'm, I'm, at the same time, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a princess and I'm a small person. I could tell you the story of how we 
realize that, you know, another time. And in the same time, I'm, I'm quite empowered. This is a weird uh, dynamic, but it's always full of fun. And actually, I would say that everything that is good, that is light, that is hopeful, full of life, full of love, and freedom comes in his presence. That's what there is to know. Everything that is good, light, hopeful, full of life, full of love, and freedom comes in his presence. I could give you hundreds of verses. But that's what the Father of Lights is about. For you, it will feel differently. And he will talk to you in your language, what speaks to you. Now, even if God was noticing something a little bit wrong about me, or something that needs to change, or, you know, it would still come with a voice that is loving, it would be redemptive, it would be nurturing, it will make me grow, and it will expand me. I will be like that tree planted by the river. Can you see? And even when I get something wrong, it's still loving voice. You know, there's still loving voice coming. Now, you might wonder why that little picture at the bottom right. <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes uh, God looks at me in the sense of, don't take yourself too seriously. You don't know that much. <laughs> so that's, that's what it means. You know? So I feel it looks at me like that, mocking me a little bit in a nice way. You know? Now, if you have to characterize his presence, I have to say it's full of joy. It's full of joy. And we don't really speak about joy that often, do we? But it's full of joy. It's full of delight. I read an email by Roland uh, Becker this week. And in essence, he was saying... What would rather you? Uh, what would rather? What would you rather have than joy? What would you rather have than joy? You can have everything on earth and be really miserable. You can have nothing but being full of joy. We're probably in the middle, okay? But honestly, nothing is really more important than to have the joy of the Lord. And this is the quote um, I've taken from Roland Becker. The joy of the Lord is not optional. And far outweighs our suffering. In Jesus, it becomes a motivation, a reward, a spiritual weapon. In his presence is fullness of joy. And with Paul, we testify that in all, in all our troubles, our joy knows no bound. You can read that in Corinthians 7.4. It is our strength, it is our energy without which we die. You see, we need joy. We need joy. And how do we get joy? Well, it's through Jesus. If we got Jesus, we've got joy. Okay? Well, the funny thing is, we don't speak too much about joy, but even it says in the New Testament that Jesus needed joy. Do you know that? So, if you put my next slide, you will see in Hebrews 12, verse 2, it says, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Who? That's Jesus. For the joy set before him endured the cross, despite the shame, and had sat at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, Jesus was able to go through the cross... Because he had joy. He knew 
He knew what was going to happen. So he could actually go through with the cross and still have joy. Can you see that? How important it is. So what we need to do if we, if we want to be full of his presence, full of joy, is to look at Jesus, the perfecter of our faith. And we say, God, I just need joy. I need a revelation of how good you are. You know, in Bethlehem, they say very often, if it's not good, it's not the end. So when you're going for something really tough, well, we're not denying it's tough. It's tough. Okay? But you can remind say, okay, if it's not good, it's not the end. I can set my eyes on something that is higher. On the things above. On Jesus, the perfect of my faith. Yeah? And interestingly speaking as well, is we, we, we see this verse of Psalm 16, verse 11. You made known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasure at your right hand. Well, before verse 11, there's actually verse 8, and there's verse 9, and there's verse 10. I mean, if you're a good mathematician, you know that. But interestingly, interestingly speaking, verse 8 has said, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad, and my all being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. So, it's very simple. The invitation is always here. He wants to be with you. He wants to be with you. Or test and see that he is good. You know, he won't be more ready tomorrow to meet you than today. Today is right. He's already set up everything for you to meet him today. The invitation is it. Our little bit, our little bit of work there is to set our eyes on God. To say, yes, God, I am going to come and test and see. Yes, I'm going to set my eyes on you. I'm going to come to your presence. Honestly, for me personally, that is something I'm working on. Am I full of joy all the time? No. But what I know is when I'm in his presence, I'm full of joy. That I know. So, it doesn't take much brain to work out, oh, I need to be in his presence more. Yes? Correct? So, all I need to do, and I'm preaching to myself there, is I need to practice his presence. I need to practice his presence. Everywhere. It, it, it's not just about I'm going to read a little bit of the Bible and I'm going to go Sunday morning and Sunday morning is wonderful. We're all worshipping and oh, God is good Sunday morning. No, it's every day. You know? Uh, I, mean, um, I practice a lot of the presence of God in the shower, for example. Because you just by yourself, you know, and I don't have the children in the shower, obviously. So I can shut them up at at least 10 minutes of peace, you know, and just take advantage of whatever you can. Okay? So it could be your drive to work. Just say, connect with God. Say, oh God, let, let me test how good you are. Come with your presence. You know? You're shopping, you're going around. It's quite a boring task. But you're going around saying, God, show me how good you are. And you you, you can connect with him and practice his presence. Sometimes it only takes a few minutes and you know his presence is there. And you certainly, oh, I'm full of joy, I can do this. Yeah? 
this week I had almost had a meltdown because uh, I have to renew my French passport. And okay, if you had dealings with French embassy and consulates, you will know what I'm talking about because there's lots of paper to do. And you have to read for an hour before you actually know what you need to do to renew your passport. And honestly, I had almost had a meltdown. And the next day, I'm thinking, how stupid I was. Why did I just connect with God? And then with this piece, approach the passport, which I know is going to be tough. Why did I not do that? Why did I just go, you know, my head was hurting, I was stressed, you know, I'm sure we all do that, you know. And I'm not even an emotional woman, so imagine. (laughs) So, honestly, so, honestly, you you, do need to to put the things in reverse order, okay? First go in his presence, and then deal with the difficult thing. Okay, so what would like us to do to finish this? is let's respond to his invitation to come and test and see. And I would very much like to pray for you that you would be filled with joy. Would you, would you like that? Okay, let's stand up then. Oh, imagine for a second, Jesus, when he was going around, the various villages. You know, he went around and he saved people and he healed people and he set them free. Yes, sometimes we have this vision of Jesus very, being very serious. But imagine the amount of joy there must have been when people are saved, healed, set free. That must have been incredible joy. I just would like to argue with you that Jesus is a joy bringer. Okay, he's the joy master. Okay, you want to you want to think about joy, think about Jesus. Think about Jesus. Yes. So Father God, wow, we just say come right now with your spirit. Thank you for the invitation that you give to us. We can meet with you, we can come with confidence, we can know you face to face. We can know you face to face. I had this experience. This week, um, in, um, in our community group, I said to God, I want to know you more. And I felt God's face pressing on my nose, that close, that close. It's how much you wanted, how much you wanted. It, it, you know, you would come close. How much you wanted. Wow. Whoa, come with your presence right now. We release joy, joy in everyone's life this morning. Because the life is so good with you, Jesus. You are our rock. You are our strength. There's so much joy in your presence. So much joy in your presence. We fix our eyes on you, Jesus. Whoa. Ah, engage with him. You are so good. You are so good. Just feel there's a word maybe for some people here. And I, I know that 
there'd be many people that would equate joy and happiness with either uh, a relationship with a, with a husband or wife or a partner uh, or with, with children. And, uh, and I know people here, there'll be some people here who don't have either of those or we don't have one of them. And I'll just, just be reminded of Jesus himself. He never actually got married and he never had his own children and yet he was full of joy. He was absolutely full of joy. And so it is possible without those things to be full of joy. And Jesus knows what it's like. Jesus knows what it's like. Yeah. And if that's you and, and you're not having joy because you lack those things, I believe God says, come to me. Jesus says, come to me. And just know that I didn't have those here on earth, but I had relationships, I had wonderful relationships. You can have relationships with all sorts of people. And that brought me joy. And, and Jesus says, firstly, the relationship with me will bring you that wonderful joy. And you don't need those things to know joy. God understands we have need for a relationship on this earth, but actually he knows first and foremost that joy doesn't come from them, joy comes from him. And he wants you to know that, and he wants you to, and he understands where you're at, and he says, come to me, and let me fill you with joy, let me fill you with abundance. And, uh, and, uh, and, and later, he knows, he knows what, what, what's on your heart, he knows your desire, he knows what, what, what you would like, but just first and foremost, he understands, he lived a life full of joy, and he wants you to live a life full of joy, even when these things seem to be lacking, because he is the author of all joy. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah.